0: And I think it's fitting because this series that we've been in, Glory Revealed, I think has not only helped us to recognize where His glory is really shining in our life, but I also believe it's starting to show us where it's being revealed through us. And I got to be honest with you, I've been humbled and just amazed over the last few weeks as some of our incredible team have stepped into this space where they've Shared what the Lord has been revealing to them, but more importantly, they've been stepping into a, a, a mantle or a mandate where they are communicators of the gospel. So encouraging. It's so helpful for the body of Christ. It's so freeing for me that I don't have to be the only one. While I love it, it is not the one thing I enjoy the most, to be honest with you. I love it. I'm humbled that the Lord trusts me to communicate his good news to people. But candidly, I'd just rather sit at a table with you, break bread with you, discover the mysteries of life together and encourage one another and talk about family and marriage and business and following Jesus and becoming a disciple of his. That's what I'd really love to be doing, but I want to create room for others to step into what God has gifted them to do. And while this may not be the only gift they have, it is in fact a gift that they have. And so in this series, we, we've we been doing that. We've been given room for that. And, and last week, you know that we had uh, a little tag team take place, and it was meant to be a three-person tag team. And uh, unfortunately, one of the members of our tag team uh, pulled up Sunday morning a little sickly. And, And immediately, I thought, well, of course, that would be like the enemy, because I know this young man's heart, and I know what the Lord has been doing in his life, and I know where he's been leading him, and I know where he's pulled him from, and I know where he might be taking him. And so as he's told me he's sick, I knew that on the other side of that text message and call was like this feeling of letdown and shame and guilt. And I immediately wanted him to be reassured that the enemy wasn't going to win. And so instead of making it about me, I wanted to be sure I made it about the Lord. And so I said, as soon as you feel better, you're up. And so he texts me and he says, I'm feeling better. And I said, great. Well, guess what? You're up this Sunday. And so I am excited this morning, before he comes, to set this up for him, as I did last week for both John and Renee, who did just such a remarkable job, (laughs) like such a beautiful job. Keep turning. Always be ready. And I think today will be no different. And then we'll just see where the Lord leads us from there. So let me set this up. You know we're in this series, Glory Revealed. Last week, I gave this tag team this verse, this passage of scripture out of Mark chapter 1 and verse 21. And it says this They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, much like for them it was Saturday, for us it's today, Sunday, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. Verse 23 says, Just then a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Verse 25, Be quiet, said Jesus sternly. Come out of him. And the impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this, a new teaching? And with authority? He even gives orders to impure spirits, and they obey him. And news about him spread, who's him? Jesus, quickly over the whole region of Galilee because of what had taken place in that moment. We're talking about the glory of the Lord being revealed to us so that the glory can be revealed through us. And I am uh, I'm very fortunate that I have gotten to play a small part In this young man's life and I have uh, seen no greater glory be revealed in a short amount of time in one person as I have Peyton Tillman and I think that what God has put on his heart to share with us will also be his glory being revealed through him to you and I would ask you to just open your heart I would ask you to lean in and I would ask you just in this moment Lord what would you have for me to hear in this moment that would be edifying and encouraging that would be healing and restorative for my spirit and for my soul as Peyton comes and shares what the Lord's put on his heart out of this text this morning. Come on, Peyton. <laughs> Bell buckle and all. You fancy, huh?
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me. I uh, wish I couldn't have been here last week, but you know, the flu got me good. Um, I heard Renee and John did great, so let's, let's give another hand for them. I'm extremely honored honored to be speaking this morning. Um, The series is called Glory Revealed. It's centered through epiphany, and that term epiphany means to show or to reveal. So in this case, I'm going to reveal how Jesus has saved me. If you were to ask me a year ago if I would speak in church, I would say no. (laughs) No, there's no way. If you were to ask me a few years ago if I would even come to church, I'd say no way. How God changes us, it's a beautiful thing. When I was growing up, I went to church almost every Sunday. When we lived in Conyers, we would commute all the way to Atlanta to go to Mount Perrin. The kids' service was amazing. You know, they had all the, the video games and bouncy houses a kid could ask for. I, I love that. But um, when, when I got into middle school, I didn't like it anymore. It, it wasn't fun. See, I wasn't taking church seriously. I, was just going, I wasn't going for God. I was just going to play the video games. When we moved back up here, I tried going to North Point, but I ended up not liking it either. So I eventually stopped going to church altogether. I was looking for something I wasn't able to find, a real connection to somebody or something. I wasn't really sure if I even believed in God. I was just waiting, if he really was real, to completely reveal himself to me. I was going to a Christian school at the time, and we had Bible class. So I started feeling like I was forced to believe in God when I only felt betrayed by him. So being the rebel I was, I stopped believing entirely. If you're wondering why I felt betrayed by God, it's because I grew up without a father, and the pain surrounding that consumed me. I had a hard time seeing the light, and I had a hard time seeing any good at all. I had many male mentors who tried to guide me, but I never listened. I let the darkness consume me. I became comfortable in the darkness. So when I was in high school, I started failing classes and skipping school, I was eventually you know, forced to stop playing sports. My junior year, I had to move schools two times in one semester. I had to start over so many times I didn't know where I belonged, if anywhere. I believed I had no purpose in this world. This was all because of how I let pain control me. I started making bad decisions. I was hanging out with people who weren't good for me. I started battling addiction. Though at the time, I wouldn't call it that. I wouldn't have I would have called it just, you know, just having fun. I was, but I was addicted. I was addicted to all the things that made me feel good, even though it was just for the short term. I ended up passing high school with the, the grace of a couple of teachers, one of which is the reason I wanted to become a high school teacher. But that wasn't it for me. My pain and my problems continued to follow me wherever I went. I didn't go to college at first. I took a gap year and worked. I kept relying on other things and other people to save me. I know now that the only one who can do that is Jesus Christ. So when I started college, I was still against religion. My pure focus was my schoolwork. I wanted to be a teacher, I just wanted to get there. In the fall of 2022, I was taking six classes, five of which were online. I stayed home almost every day. I slept on the couch and did things to relieve my stress every single night. I'd also been taking antidepressants and ADHD medication for quite some time. All of a sudden, I started having major anxiety attacks nearly every night. At first, I wondered why these were happening, but I had a feeling, just a strange feeling. that I was supposed to get off my medication and just to kill the addiction that I still had inside me. I had to start taking care of myself. So I did. This was the first step towards freedom for me all of a sudden I felt the urge to connect with people again so I met with Aaron and told him my story and he asked me have you forgiven your father and I realized I hadn't really I went home and prayed for the first time in years to the God who I wasn't so sure existed I soon found the peace I had been looking for and I realized that I forgive my father this was my second step towards freedom And the third step I took was all in I started coming to Purpose Church and gradually got more and more involved. I started helping Brandon with youth, and then I applied to work at Camp All-American. It was somewhere in the mix of all that I realized that my burdens were lifted. I had been set free. But I had to do something first to reach that point of pure joy. You know, Dion Sanders said it best. Life is so freeing when you just submit to God. So I submit to God, and Jesus saved me. He didn't reveal himself the way I hoped he he would when I was a kid. I had to submit to him first. I had to come to terms with my past and my pain before I could really, truly feel loved and love others the way I was supposed to. If you were to ask me five years ago where I would be, I would not say here. I couldn't have made it here without my true father, my father in heaven. Let my story be a testimony of God's undeniable presence, his glory, glorious mercy, and his everlasting love. The Lord revealed his glory to me and revealed to me my purpose. So I end in a verse. Romans 8.18 says, The pain that you've been feeling cannot compare to the joy that's coming. Thank you.
0: So I uh, was praying for Peyton this morning because I, uh, I felt, obviously, not only the, the last week's loss, uh, but this week's opportunity. And as I was praying, I, I just uh, sensed that the Lord had whispered that there was a spirit of Gideon on you. And I shared this with you. The thing that came to me was that, uh, that God has positioned you as a man of valor. And it was that moment where I recognized that that was the very same thing that he said to Gideon. And Gideon, if you don't know the story, is an incredible story, but it was about a young man who was hiding while God was preparing him to be a part of restoring the Israelites back to him. And and what I love about that story is that it requires, uh, and it required a man that he could trust and a man he could identify as one of valor. I believe that we're in a season right now as a, as a humanity that is going to take mighty men of valor to restore back to God what the enemy has been trying to take away from him. And I think it's real moves of God, it's real moments of his revealing his glory to young men and women like yourself that will in fact be the Gideons of our day that will charge forward in the face of the enemy and not shrink back and not look back. You'll look around and you think, I don't have what I need, but you will have the Father Who you have now come to know personally and that will be all you need and as a result he will begin to surround you and align you and position you in a place in a space where you will be able to speak and when you speak you will speak with authority that will literally break down strongholds that will really break through barriers and walls and the dams that katie was talking about the windows of heaven being open people have been building these dams to insulate themselves from the world and when you speak those dams will come down they will be broken open and as a result the windows of heaven will be poured out over our community over our public school system over our young people in such a way because you my friend have submitted yourself to the father you've acknowledged that he saved you and you are a Gideon of today and I want to charge you with this man of valor do not shrink back to not hold back, but to pursue him with all your heart and watch what he will do as he continues to equip you and steady you and ready you for the future that he's putting on your life now. Not the future tomorrow, but the future of today. So Father, we just thank you for this young man. Church, why don't you just extend your hand. We just thank you. Babe, why don't you just come, babe? Why don't you just come? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to witness your glory being revealed to this young man. God, and I ask right now in this moment that the spirit of Gideon that you're placing on his life, Father, that there would, a, there would be a courage that wells up in the inside of him, but that courage would be matched with a peace that is, that is unwavering, Father. It is the peace that is found in a communal relationship with you that cannot waver, that cannot be removed, Father. And I pray that that peace would be the very launching pad for his courage. And his courage would be the launching pads to his strength. And his strength would be the launching pad to his voice. And his voice would be the very thing that as he speaks, not because he's speaking anything other than truth and love and grace and kindness, would be the very thing that will transform an entire generation. That it will break down the barriers and the walls over people's lives. And we will see a move of God in our city and in our public school systems and in our neighborhoods, because of the courage of young men like Peyton with the spirit of Gideon on them. Today is the day that God is calling you into a beautiful future, and I'm thankful for this moment. But more importantly, I'm humbled to sit back and watch as you lead, as you charge forward in strength, in courage, and in peace. Father, we thank you for his life, and we ask all of these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Come on. We love you, buddy. Proud of you. All right, one more time.